Hello, we're the Sticky Bomb Boys. I'm David. And I am not. Welcome back to the podcast. It is bread week this week and the bakers are live, laugh, loafing. We all deserved better than that pun. Very nice. I'm sure there's something to be done with crumb too. Depending on where the crumbs landed. Anyway, should we play some ads? I thought you'd never ask. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, I'm going to spring this on you, actually. We're going to do a 30-second recap of last week's episode. It was Biscuit Week. (laughs) You have 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, they had jammy dodgers that weren't jammy dodgers. Oh, no, they started off with, oh, brandy snaps. Brandy Brandy snaps, which I don't like. They coated, dipped, and filled them to Michael's satisfaction. (laughs) They actually all did very well with that one. Uh, Then they had jammy dodgers that weren't jammy dodgers, and Rashika was a hot mess, but did quite well. Jürgen smashed it. Then the showstoppers, they did childhood toys. Jürgen's was solid, tall, and span well. He had flaps, and he won. And he had fanny bits. And he had fanny bits, and Jaisina went home. Jaisina did go home. That was good. That was under 30 seconds. So this week, bread week, very good week normally in the tent. Noel came dressed as Where's Wally? So that's good, isn't it? <laughs> or where's Waldo if you're in America? Or where's Why is it called that? I don't know. It actually is. My publisher did it. It is the UK one was the original one. And then sure. when they took it to America, they had to change the name. Maybe Wally's a horrible term in America. Please tell us. Let us know. The signature for this week was a perfectly baked focaccia in two hours and 45 minutes. Again, with these simple challenges, these are great. People will have a signature focaccia that they make at home. Very good, I thought. I thought very good. The only thing I would think about this one is... It kind of got a bit boring because it's just squares of bread. But like you say, well, it's good. Maggie's I, wasn't. I don't quite know what happened, but hers was round. I don't think it was meant to oh, be. Yeah. She just didn't push it into the corners. I'm not quite sure what happened there. It didn't look like she had enough dough. No, not enough dough. I also, before we get on to the actual challenge, when they were announcing the challenge, they sang that song being like, my arms are none and my head's a chapati. For I and the Lord of the loaf said he. That was funny. That was funny. Noel and Matt are really clicking this series. I thought there was a bit... It was a little bit flat, the most recent series, whereas this one, Nolan and Matt were on they fire. They were on really, really good form. So Paul, when he was talking about this challenge, when he was outside, said he wanted lots of big and little holes, but all quite loose. <laughs> yeah, he'll want a variety. A variety, does he? But all loose. <laughs> Why I, loose? Why do you think he needs loose ones? Hmm, stubby. I think he's quite stubby. <laughs> but I think with focaccia, one of the tough things is there is the temptation to keep on adding more and more flavours, more and more toppings. And so this was quite a good one to see if people could think of something original, but also rein it in a little bit. Yeah, but also original. There's, there's original, then there's Jürgen. Kippers and boiled eggs. No. Do you know, apart from anything else, that's going to make the tent stink. It's a no from me. No, it's a Immediate no from me. Immediate jail. Do not pass. Go. And it was Do a no from the judges, I think, pounds. as well. Um, they didn't hate it. They didn't love it. It was just a bit... 
they didn't hate anyone, so did they? Like everyone did actually quite well. I wonder whether Jurgen was embarrassed by winning all the times. He tried he tried to like throw the competition and he was like, you know what, I'll put the two things in a cake that shouldn't go together and I'll put them into a bread. But he did say something wise, which was temperature sets the crust, timing sets the crumb. That's what Paul said to us during our bread week as like a when you're baking bread, your temperature is what's going to set the crust and the timing is what's going to make sure the inside is baked. Yeah, but then he also, Jürgen said that and then didn't really follow it. No, he didn't, so. he didn't follow the advice, but he didn't know the advice and that's yeah. half the battle. <laughs> I have to say, one thing I didn't necessarily agree with Paul, although it might be a thing like half and half, but he quite often said they were overbaked, whereas actually a focaccia, it's okay to have quite a brown top and it's be quite crunchy, but I think you've got to have enough oil so it's more crisp than just like a hard crust. You heard it here first, brown tops are all right from David. What about other colours of tops? everything <laughs> oh you're, you're diverse yes you're, you're inclusive as well that's lovely to hear the main focaccia i would have gone for i think is freya's which was a fajita focaccia i think that sounded delicious no. that sounded really really good and it was also going to be vegan which means it's not going to be one of those because lots of the time with fajitas they're just meat it's just meat yeah and i and, and actually she'll have done the flavors and she'll have caramelized the onions and like the peppers and oh that I sounded she, really good she did a good job but to me i think i just wanted to have a slightly more traditional um, focaccia, so one of the mediterranean type ones. So you're going with Maggie. It was good in the past, so it'll be good now. And she's stuck to it. Maybe, maybe not Maggie's. Maybe. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did like the idea of chigs because I really like manchego and I don't eat meat now, but I did used to love chorizo. I'm as glad well. you said that um, because I, I just wrote down great flavours, but I didn't say what they were. Um, chorizo. Chorizo, yeah. It's not chorizo, is it? That's chorizo, that's what I say. Chorizo. Huh. I guess that's the, the British way of saying it. I really liked Amanda's, although hers was kind of like, let's throw everything on. I didn't really get the phrase, girls who are pickers wear big knickers. Can you explain, Michael? Um, is that like the apple catchers that Ka- Carol did? Because the big <laughs> knickers, when you're picking apples. Oh, if they're pickers, you they have to wear big... the big knickers. That could make sense. Maybe my mind was going a little bit more dirty, so I couldn't quite. I was like, why would girls who are pickers need big what, knickers? What would they be picking? Yeah. Don't I know. don't really know. Hmm. Um, but maybe it's about the apple catches. I liked that hers was called Chasing Green Bows, which is very smart, yes, even yeah. though it has no relation to Metze at all, which is what her flavours were. <laughs> um, Christelle's is one of the most interesting. I thought she was using roast grapes. So Christelle, I ha- have an issue with Christelle trying to pretend that like, oh, and this just came to me in a dream. This was in Ottolenghi's first book. Huh. Roast, like literally the exact set of toppings. So we, all, like, we joke about this a lot. Like, we have to come up with new ideas for Bake Off. Yeah. Supposedly, you can't. Of course, you just like they actually try and check to see if we like plagiarize. That snake birthday cake that you made um, in in week I had one. A snake, you mean that pet snake which you yeah. did not have as a child, <laughs> but you said with a completely straight face on camera. It is on. It is on television. You can go and watch it now. David talking about his pet snake when he was younger. Didn't have one. I'll be no Burmese python. Yeah. 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 You just. <laughs> how did you think of that? I prepped. Obviously, I prepped. Well, apparently so. Um. Often you'd take two recipes, wouldn't you? And you'd think like, oh, these are really good. Like, here's a Nigella one. Here's a Jamie Oliver. Let's mix them together a little bit. Maybe remove this one, add something else. She did well because she probably faked a lot of people. But she did use fennel, which I believe belongs in hell. It tastes absolutely vile. Oh, see, I do like fennel. But in Ottolenghi's one, he used fennel seeds. So it's got the flavour. But I did think like some crunchy fennel on top wasn't. She had a weird oven glove that had fingers. Did you see it? I've got one of those. They're a bit strange. They're I like much those younger socks you have. 
Yeah, but they're more, you're more dexterous. I drop things when I get them out of the oven, so they're actually quite good. It makes a lot of sense. I've just never seen them before. Although they're harder to put on. You can't just, because an oven glove, you just slip on and off. Mm. Whereas those ones, you've got to fiddle around a bit. I did enjoy George, who was like, I don't think I need all my water. Someone's going to leave half of this out. And then Paul <laughs> kind of... Like a recipe that's obviously practiced before. Why would you decide then? Right. you don't need then the water. Then and there. And then Paul gave him a stare. And then George was like, well, I'll make both. And so, because in Breadwick, you have time. I love that he made both of the doughs and he was like, well, I'll see which one looks better. And he went with yeah. that. That's a brilliant idea. Because also those doughs don't take long to make either. Like you have time, but also they're really quick. So yeah. everyone would have time to do that. I mean, fact, why doesn't more people do that? Make, you can make three and do like slightly different hydrations and see which one bubbles the best. Why didn't you do that? Maybe you'd have succeeded. Well, we didn't do for catch, did we? <laughs> do you know what? Lizzie's, when we're going back to last week's thing about truffle, I loved the idea of hers with the truffle and the garlic, like you say, like that combination. Yeah. And I also love the fact that she got fresh truffle, which when we're talking about Elite, she obviously didn't practice with that. She's like, please get me some truffle. And some gold leaf while you're at it, please. But <laughs> yes. well, then Prue was like, oh, it's peasant bread. Peasant yes. bread? Truffle. Truffle. There was fresh grated black truffle. I mean, it wasn't a white one, but still. I mean, when it came down to the uh, judging, Paul said that he wanted her to open up a bit more. And maybe she should have used some poppers in there as well, <laughs> just to see if that would help. Uh, judging, they all really did very well. And we had the first, can we have a klaxon on him? No, Alex says, no. no, we can't have a klaxon. Do you want to do a quick klaxon noise, Alex? <laughs> no, wait, that was my noise. <laughs> <laughs> do a klaxon Ooh. noise, Alex. Three, two, one. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was good enough. I was thinking more like a... <laughs> That was better, but that might be quite harsh. Sorry, people. Anyway, Giuseppe got a handshake, the first of the series. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not over there. <laughs> what was the one that Alex made? We kind of went like, here, here. <laughs> this is all staying in. You're not getting rid of any of this. That's the, is that the first time we've heard producer Alex on the podcast? No, well, just do a klaxon noise. Yeah. It's not really... <laughs> he used his fingers last week. I think people have heard him in the background. Anyway, Giuseppe got a handshake and it was very good because he used milk in his bread, which is quite interesting because it's nice when you get something new and that would make the crumb really nice and soft, keeping it chewy. I and like then I loved, personally. I loved the fact that Paul... You don't want hard crumb, especially if it goes in your eye. Oh, yeah. The hurt. I'm getting it. Like a pellet. <laughs> I'm getting it. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? I'm getting it. It's good to know. How uh, <laughs> <I> often? Lo- <laughs> I, more than you. I oh. love the fact that Paul said, this is your recipe. You must give it to me so I, so that he could steal it. It's like, Paul, you're not putting that in your book. Just because he's got a better bread recipe than you, which everyone does. So Technical then. Uh, <laughs> Technical was olive and cheese ciabatta breadsticks. And they had two hours and they had to make a tzatziki dip. They did indeed have to do that. I thought that was a good challenge, actually. And we have a recipe for ciabatta breadsticks on our OnlyFans, which we didn't do intentionally. But they're my breadsticks, those ones. Oh, yes. Those ones. So yeah. they're actually ciabatta breadsticks. And they are very good. Once again, they probably got the idea from you because when you did those ones, that was the thing because you made loads extra. Because mm. in Breadwick, you often make extra in the showstopper. And I literally remember like all the crew, all of us bakers, we were all, I remember actually going to your bench, trying, we like, mm, went back again, <laughs> went back again. Yeah. Like they were good breadsticks. The judges kept coming over as well, eating them during the challenge. Uh, yeah, they're really great. So do you head over there just for the price of a coffee every month and you get free recipes what a bargain paul you can even join and steal the recipes as well paul if i see them in your book next year i will soon paul did say with this one you got to be careful how you add the filling oh you You do do have to be be careful careful. you do it's about about the time and care it takes um so lizzie pointed out that this recipe was 80 percent hydration can you explain what that means i mean i never go with the percentage thing it just basically means there's a lot more percentage water compared to the percentage of flour. Is it water to flour ratio? Yeah, it's the ratio. 
which I so never bothered looking at these things. So for 100 grams of flour, it would be 80 grams of water. Yeah, which is a lot. It's a very, very a wet, very wet dough. dough. So they were all, lots of them were using their hands to make this. I would be putting that straight into the mixer. Yes, any of the doughs that are really wet, why mm. on earth would you use your hands? It's a no. I did love the, um, when they were in the perfect, perfect tent, and then Paul went, well, we have an Italian in the tent, so he'll be fine. And a jump cut to Giuseppe going, I've never made this before. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange I'm saying he's never made ciabatta before. I did think with this bread week, we've had focaccia in the first round, Giuseppe gets a handshake. We've now got ciabatta breadsticks in the second round. It does seem to be slightly favouring Giuseppe. It does. But then, well, well, yeah, it, yeah, the answer is yes. Can I also say as well, these breadsticks are, if you go to Bread Ahead, which is a beautiful bakery in London, these are literally there on are their they? stall, stacked exactly like they stacked them with the exact cheese, the exact olives. Somewhat, one of the food producers had just gone to Bread Ahead and thought yes to these. It was a good challenge though. Delicious. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was good fun. They had how long? Two hours. Not very long at all. Um, Christelle did half the challenge with some coriander in her hair. And no one had pointed it out to her, which I thought was oh, a shame. It. And then she nearly had bread in her hair because I loved... Noel is being really tricksy and yeah, annoying in the tent. Like, fun. Actually throwing bread dough across and hitting Christelle in the head. That was funny. She had some very sad, bendy breadsticks. Maggie wanted to have breadsticks that were quite tight inside, which is something we all aspire to. But then when it came to judging, Paul complained that the breadsticks were too bready. <laughs> He's done that before, actually, when he says... The, what? The, yeah, because you don't want bready breadsticks, Paul. It makes no sense to me. And also, if they're complaining that all the breadsticks needed longer in the oven, then they needed more time to put them in the oven. True, but I do think this is one of those cases where, like, with Christelle really not getting it thinking, like... Long okay, proof short long, bake. Yeah, and it's like, when you've got a very, very hydration, it's a very wet dough to set the crumb. Mm. So actually, they probably did have time to put them in the oven longer... And some of them almost got it, but a lot of them were very bendy. And it was weird when there was a bendy breadstick that Prue started kissing better. I didn't know what was happening there. That was very weird. That gave me the ick. Um, So in the bottom, we had Rashika again. And then in the third place was Amanda. Second place was Lizzie. And first was Giuseppe, who had twisted his breadsticks, which uh, had got some good shaping onto them. So well done to Giuseppe. Yes, well done, Giuseppe. The showstopper was a 3D themed bread display using a milk bread and they had four and a half hours. This was a good challenge as well. I wish they would stop calling things 3D because it's hard to make bread that isn't. Even a pit of bread is 3D. Um, By nature, bread is 3D. But a themed display using milk bread was a good idea, I thought, because... They have a chance to really show off. They have lots of diff- they can do lots of different batches. They can shape them. They can do new things. I thought that was a good a good way of doing a showstopper. Yeah, bread. Because as they've gone on, there is fewer breads than other things. I think to keep on getting variety. Whereas I thought it was quite clever to make them all do milk bread, which is a quite a tricksy type of bread to use for a showstopper. And like you say, it was there was a good variety. People were having really good ideas, lots of colours. Some of them I didn't think really went with the kind of the idea of what a milk bread is like. Rashika doing the basket, like doing thin bits. Like a, it was like a milk a bread, bread to me is like you want a soft pillowy bun or loaf. A soft pillowy dough. There were lots of glazed buns this week. Um, and we do love a glazed bun. Most of them did very well, actually. I mean, George, like we mentioned a w- couple of weeks ago, we knew his koala bread was going to work because we saw it in the season trailer. But I thought that was a really nice idea. And I thought that he really took into um, consideration the themed display of it all. And actually stacking milk breads is quite hard because they are all so soft. Mm. I thought that was really smart. I and really the koala like his... looked really great. Yeah, it did. And I really like his flavours. Most of the time, yeah. his flavours, it's hard because he says he's really nice flavours and then they look not very nice. But chocolate and tahini are really well Yeah, together. really well. Although I don't like tahini at all, actually. Tahini is one of my um, ingredient hells. Oh, really? Yeah, I like it in, in something, 
But on its own, no, I don't like the flavour of it. It's sesame, isn't it? Yeah, it's just ground sesame seeds. I like it. The thing, I'm going to bring you a jar just in case, because sometimes there's ones that are much stronger. I'm going to make a list of all these things that you say on the podcast you're going to bring me and then never do. I will. I actually have got two, because I bought two jars last time I was in the shop. I don't want it. You can keep it. Um, (laughs) Paul called George's koala bread simple i didn't agree with that not um, at all considering how some of the other ones were simple because they were just flat lying right, down his, was, his was one of the hardest yeah. it was not simple 10 out of 10 for george i also loved george getting really cross with jürgen who just kept slapping his bread on the counter <laughs> and, jo- and george was just like this is fucking annoying yeah <laughs> yet the jürgen slap what was happening there and he seemed to kind of seemed to want it to be his kind of thing that he slapped bread and yeah if you're using very wet doughs like it is quite a nice thing to do to slap it but just put it in the machine like michael said you've got a machine there it's got a dough hook you can get on with something else um he was making a baby out of bread the bread looked lovely when they slice into it it looked really nice Perfect. but it did not look like a baby the head looked weird i did enjoy when it was in the oven and he kind of looked at it and said my baby's in the oven incidentally it's a bun as well i thought it was funny very yeah. quick from him very nice um i thought lizzie's hog roast was a really really lovely idea to make a bread and she used condensed milk instead of using normal milk in her milk bread mm. to make it a bit sweeter and she was using like a mango tea flavor like all the flavors sounded really fascinating there they really liked it and very good idea as well because then christelle's sunday roast mm. similar to the hog roast i thought that was really good and was yeah, very strong really smart um, amanda once again had been looking at other people's notes she, <laughs> she cheats all the time <laughs> so maggie's <laughs> doing octopus amanda looks across oh i'll do an octopus that i mean that does really i mean the practice tent has really kind of worked paid off in, <laughs> yeah her, also her I mean, no, no shade to Maggie's that wasn't the best looking octopus, but Amanda's, I thought that's, that's probably one of her most sexual bakes in the whole thing. It looked so, 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 why wasn't that in the trailer at the beginning? That looked so good. The thing about the flap, you know, you're not a flap fan. It was weird how she got that massive bubble and it caused this big, weird flappy thing on the top of her. Yeah. Was that a proving problem? Yeah. Sometimes you get, sometimes it's a shaping thing where you trap air, but. It looked weird. Sometimes if you're making bread and you're using lots of oil or lots of flour on the countertop, mm. that gets in when you're shaping. Yes. And because you've got a barrier of flour or oil, it means that the bread can't kind of join together. So you get pockets. So perhaps it was that. Um, Maggie was doing seaside themed and doing an octopus as well. She kept fiddling with the head, which was um, causing problems. <laughs> and leave it alone. Maybe it's sensitive. And it wasn't salty enough. Wasn't salty enough. Was not salty enough. She didn't put any salt in though. Which is kind of weird because for bread, I did when she said that, I was like, bread actually needs salt for structure, not just flavor so i wonder if her bread was a bit do you remember when i made your sourdough and i was like your recipe's shit didn't work and you were like did you follow the recipe and i was like yes to the to the moment and then i looked in the counter and there was the the weighed out salt on the side and i was like oh yes that was on me bread without salt is not great i mean she did have it with the seaweed did you notice in the judging when paul said is that four and a half hours work and maggie went well it is for me yes <laughs> absolutely iconic i love it when people answer paul back but not in like a really harsh way just in the like just put him in his place she was like i, I did my best if you didn't like it well that's on you <laughs> I, and it was, that. I thought that was quite harsh because it didn't look that much different to other people's no not really not um, work i mean giuseppe did above and beyond everybody else with his five-a-day concept calling noel neil as well not knowing yeah. his name, not knowing his name brilliant i have to say with giuseppe's i'm gonna say it now because i think he is an absolute god and i did want him to win from the week one of this one only because i got him in a weird sweepstake thing he's good but i did think this his was a bit boring shall i say like sometimes he just traditionally does simple this one for me just slightly tipped into the safe Oh, I didn't agree. Boring. I thought like, yes, it was safer than the octopuses, for example, but it was really well executed. The display looked perfect. Oh, it did. It looked absolutely amazing. But I just, yeah, something, something, I was just a bit more impressed by like George or Amanda because they'd done something where there was things like the bread had to hold up and, and things. I just thought they were a bit, 
better. I mean, it's fine to be wrong sometimes. Sadly, Rashika's bread was both overproofed and underproofed. <laughs> very um, pretty. It didn't really go very well. And so sadly, she was the soggy bottom of the week, joining the soggy bottom club. But the top of the week was Giuseppe. He's replaced Jürgen as the top. So congratulations to I Giuseppe. Mean, he won the signature because he only got the only one with a handshake. He won the technical and he basically won the showstopper. Well, you just said he didn't, but sure. Mm, I just said I didn't like it so much. Fickle. Let's go straight on to this week's taste test. Remember, you can send in your unpopular food opinions to us over on social media at Sticky Bumboys or via email to stickybumboys at gmail.com. Now, this week's taste test is one we've had sent in a few times, but it came in its most aggressive form from Ollie, who reckons that people who eat mint ice cream deserve the death penalty. Ooh, right. 30 seconds. Let's go. Is Ollie absolutely right or should he go directly to jail? 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hello it's us interrupting us to promote us if you'd like to support us you can join our patreon it's called our only plans and you will get this Okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Con will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? What? The so, statute of limitations. It's whippy. It's whippy. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. <laughs> Mint ice cream, Michael. 10 out of 10 from me. Has to have chocolate chips, though. I don't mind mint ice cream. I, I don't understand why people have such a... There was a thing on Bake Off. Who was it? Oh, maybe it was Maggie, actually. It was Maggie saying about toothpaste. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. No. 
I think it's more like toothpaste tastes like ice cream, not the other way around. I also think it's a weird one because there's so many flavors of ice cream and people have obviously different tastes. Why pick on mint? Yeah, but I do think mint has become much more artificial than it used to be. Like, you don't, it doesn't, doesn't actually taste of mint leaves, but like, I'm all for it. Maybe if, because I had mint chocolate chip when I was a kid. So yeah. it reminds me of being a child as well. Mm. Maybe if it was the first time I was trying it, I'd think it was disgusting. But I kind of don't think they should go to jail. Oh, I make a really after. good baked Alaska with mint chocolate chip in the middle, like a chocolate brownie base, and then meringue around the outside. Oh, see, I was I'm about very to talented, say, actually. I was about to say that that was kind of a neither way, but because that sounds so good, then Ollie's going to jail. Oh, do you know what? I've, I'm yet to not send someone to jail, but there we are. You're all <laughs> in jail now. <laughs> right. Onto our inbox. Now, this is from a committed Indian listener. Oh. I love the fact we've got listeners in India. Are they married or they just love the podcast? Oh, and also, I read it as they're in India, but they're not necessarily in India. They're just a committed Indian listener. So they could, they're either married or they love the podcast, and they're either in India or they're not in India. Either way, the question is to you. Michael, <laughs> what is the best sweet bakes to bake with chai masala spices? Oh, every, everything. <laughs> All of the above. Um, so I still, haven't, I still haven't remade it from our series, but I made a cup of chai tea cake so it was like a tea like the fruits were soaked in chai and they were put through into the cake with orange as well actually chai spices and orange go very well together Mm. but i love it in a cake or like a um lots of lots of kind of autumnal cakes and like pumpkin pies and things like that if you throw a chai spice through it it is delicious i did it i got some a really good chai masala spice mix recently Mm. from someone and I put it into bread, so it was more like a hot cross bun, and it was oh, absolutely lovely. Amazing. It's yeah. just like a better hot cross bun. Really good through custard as well, actually. Like doing like a oh, simple yeah. custard with chai spices through it and a little bit of orange to kind of lift it slightly. Because anything, the orange like lift lives on like a separate flavor profile, doesn't it? Kind of. Yeah, and anything buttery, it goes really because like butter kind of rounds off all of the. Oh my goodness, this is actually making me really hungry. Yeah, <gasps> a chai shortbread. Shall I do that? Yes, please. Mm, delicious. And anything with maple, and like chai because of that kind of warm uh, oh my goodness like this is just i am starving now yeah um, I, my tummy thank is you committed indian listener thank you committed indian listener uh, this next one is from kath i love you too but we've heard others dating stories and i'm sure i speak for all the sticky buns out there that want to know your worst soggy bottom date oh ouch thanks kath that was that's that, that was my worst soggy bottom date ouch um <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm going to go first with them because I've got one at the front of my mind because I picked this question this week and you get so a little bit of time to think. But you know what? I don't, I'm not very good at going on dates. That's the thing. Like I don't, I'm not very good at dating. I mean, it's happening at the moment, but I'm still not very good at it. No, I'm not. Like I went on a date during the lockdowns and obviously but you couldn't like, there was no way of ending the date. Like normally with a date or like something like that, you can hug and you can be like, oh, nice to see you. Goodbye. Even if you're not going to see them again, you can just hug them. But like you couldn't hug. So one person like offered their elbow to bump and I was like, I'm not going to, that, that gave me the ache. I never saw him again. But like one of them tried to shake my hand and I was like, if we're shaking hands, you might as well hug. It was weird. But anyway, I went on this really long walk with someone along the oh, seafront and it was one. snowing and it was raining and it was horrible and we were distanced. But like, again, if you're on a normal date in a pub or something, you can make an excuse and just leave or whatever. But on a walk, <laughs> if you're already like a, like a mile and a half away, you've got to walk a mile and a half back. You can't just kind of exit at any point. <laughs> just, just walk up into the sea. Oh, just walk. <laughs> oh, it was awful. And he just kept, this, this guy just kept like, telling me all the things that were wrong with my life. And I was like, I don't, this is oh. the first date. He kept trying to give me all this advice and it was awful. Um, and I tried to leave, but he thought it was going really well. And, it, and I kept trying to like walk around to my car, but we just ended up walking around the car park because I couldn't <laughs> 
end the conversation because I couldn't hug him or shake his hand or anything. This is obviously his thing that he takes people on dates to this place so that they can't oh. get away. And they tried to, he went in for a kiss and I just ran to my car and left. But this is the thing, when you say it's okay because you can just usually hug at the end of a date and obviously you couldn't in lockdown. I don't like that because once I went in for a hug and the person went in for a kiss and I ended up kind of headbutting them sure. and it wasn't very good. But my number one worst was, I should never have done this, but I was living in London and I got a request from someone, you know, usually it's local people. Yeah. I got a request from someone who was cycling around the world. A request? A request? Yeah, it's not a request, is it? A request. Dear sir. <laughs> it was basically like that. I got this message from someone who was cycling around the world saying, do you want to go on a date? And I quite like cycling and I quite like adventure. So I was like, this sounds like a good idea. So he said, I'm in these cities on these dates. So I decided to go to Skopje, Macedonia Christ. for a date. And the only reason I said yes is because he's an acupuncturist and I really wanted acupuncture. <laughs> Did he, did he, did he stick his needle in you? Yeah, also, he stuck them in my head and put attached wires to them and it had an electric you... acupuncture. It was kind of weird. Anyway, he was a complete weirdo. I of course he was. Obviously left, came back to London. He followed me back to London like two weeks later, turned up in London. <gasps> and I had to, he had to then sleep on my friend's couch because I was lodging with my friends. And then, even weirder than that, he then kept on cycling around the world, turned up at my brother's house in Bulgaria and stayed there for a week. How did he find your brother? Well, because we'd ha when we were talking, we'd like been talking about it. And my brother, he's like an Englishman in Bulgaria. It's quite easy to find, I guess. But anyway, total disaster. Don't go on dates to Macedonia if you live in London. And don't date acupuncturists who stick needles in your brain and connect wires. Well, I would quite like to go on a date with an acupuncturist to get... Well, not now. Obviously, I'm with Nick. But I would do that again. <laughs> Hopefully, Nick isn't listening. <laughs> an acupuncturist is quite a cool thing, but he was not cool. I, I feel like you might have beaten my seaside walk. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, right, that was quite cathartic. Now... <laughs> Thank you, uh, Kath, for that. <laughs> Jeff. Right, we're on to Jeff. Hi, Hi Jeff. Hi, boys. I'm enjoying your podcast and hearing your opinions. Oh, we're very opinionated. We've got so many of those. <laughs> I've been watching GBBO from the US since the beginning. I've even taken up baking bread because of the show. What I am still absolutely flabbergasted on, GBBO. Oh, I love that. Sorry, very good word. Yeah, it is. Flabbergasted. Very what nice. I'm still absolutely flabbergasted by on GBBO is how all the bakers chosen are, with one exception, oh, with one exception, don't know who that is actually the most likable and sometimes lovable people on tv even after 13 series this still astounds me no american production could ever duplicate that aspect of ggbo who is did you think he meant to say with no exception no i think it's one exception. one exception in the words of paramore you are the only exception <laughs> out of 13 series <laughs> jeff you bastard <laughs> who's their exception i don't know 13 years that's what 13 times 12 hey siri What's 13 times 12? 13 times 12 is 156. Mm. Great. But well, then there's been two bakers dozen, haven't there? So, so it's about 160. So one yeah. in 160. Wow. Mm. Well, you are, is... you are exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Jeff, now, not everyone is as likable as it. Like, this is the kind of the theme of the show as well. And they have a lot of hours of everybody. Like, there are sometimes people that are slightly problematic in the production name, company. Names. I'm not going to name because I also know, because it's not always from my series, but I've heard from the production team saying there's people that are slightly more difficult. Not always mm. horrible, sometimes just like hard to manage. But mm. they manage to use the edit and make everyone look lovely. Name them. I'm names. not naming anybody. We all, I mean, okay, to it's me, Henry. Henry, <laughs> Henry was abhorrent. Henry, he comes across as this like. He calls me a. No, I'm not going to say that word. I got bleeped last time I used that word. He didn't actually use that. No. Henry is lovely. We can't say that about Henry. We can't keep that up. But there, there are a couple of people that like, and all the bakers, it's weird actually post the show, all the bakers tend to know those people who have been difficult or have caused upset and things like that. But they are right. Like 
overall we are all friends and especially our year actually i think because we were all quite close in age and like we were all not even as close in age but i think in our year we were all at quite similar times in our lives that's not too wanky to say like we were Mm. all kind of in similar places so when we met each other we all kind of started to kind of go through those stages together and that's been really lovely and it has because you are applying to the show knowing it's like that so it does attract people who are like look at maggie this year you can't imagine maggie on hell's kitchen can you no but i would love to see it (laughs) she'd be like like, back in my day they didn't like this so i'm not going to do molecular gastronomy i'm going to make a meringue and i'm going to put a raspberry on top of each one and that'll be that no you're absolutely right and i think also the thing about bake-off is that like it's I, it's not shared trauma, but it's not not shared trauma. Like you all do, you all go through a really intense thing that only a certain number of people in this entire world understand. Well, yeah. 156 of them, famously. But like, <laughs> they only they understand what it's like to do. So as soon as you meet, you're, you're kind of automatically in this club of people who get it. And yeah. that's lovely. And even post Bake Off, like the post Bake Off world. I mean, we're currently talking to lots of the bakers from uh, this year's series to kind of, who are kind of now, now negotiating the world post Bake Off. And you all experience that as well. But Jeff, if you've not been to the UK, just so you know, every single person here is likable and lovable. And we live in a castle and we eat crumpets. All the time. And scones. Cream first. <laughs> no, jam first. Always. I just, I just love cream, David. Michael, you spoil the ending. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to help us keep the podcast going as well as get loads of bonus content, then head over to our OnlyFans at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. Now, there are two tiers on our OnlyFans. For the price of a coffee, you could be one of our tops or just a wee bit more. You could be a bottom. Bottoms always put in a wee bit more. Amen. Now, this week, we're going to be doing a Q&A on our Patreon for all of our bottoms. So you really don't want to miss that. Remember to send in your dating disasters, taste tests and any gossip, especially the gossip you want us to share to stickybumboys at gmail.com. Try and beat my my dating story please i mean david's got plenty more where that came from and we will see you next week for dessert week and remember keep them sticky I've not said that for a while ready for the boring bit let's go the sticky band boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with love productions the great british bake-off or any of its subsidiaries all views and opinions are our own the great british bake-off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders very professional david in one breath <laughs> we're all just having a bit of fun aren't we <laughs> 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.